0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. Today, I have a conversation with Mike Davies. He's been coaching for over 30 freaking years. Now, a lot of you guys know that I'm a coach, and I I take what I do very seriously. Uh, I have to, because this is where I make my money. This is like my full-time thing. I don't have something else that I do, uh, and this is how I pay my bills. This is how I pay for my health care, uh, and this is how I plan to retire, so you know, like I said, I have to take that seriously. I have to be the best coach that I can. Uh, and part of that is talking to people who have been here longer than me. A guy like Mike, Mike has been doing this, like I said, for 30 freaking years. And he's built himself an incredible reputation. Like he's known as a good dude. Uh, and that's the kind of person that I continually want to be. You know, this this sport, it moves freaking fast. And when I started coaching... Uh, a lot of the names and faces that were like the bright shining stars. A lot of those people, like you, don't even know where they are today. Uh, it can be kind of freaking scary, but I don't. I don't let it scare me in a negative way. I do use it as like a positive fuel to keep me driving forward and continue uh, being my best. Uh, so with that said, that's the reason I wanted to have this conversation with Mike today. You know, it's important to listen to people who've been involved with what we love longer than we have because there's a lot that we can learn from them. Hope you guys are doing great. Thanks for listening to our stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mike Davies. Hey, a special thank you to our Patreon people. You guys are freaking incredible and I appreciate it. Every $5 makes a huge difference in helping me to get more of these podcasts out, helping me to buy equipment. All that stuff. And thank you to our sponsors, truenutrition.com, code THINK, and supplementsource.ca for all our Canadian people. You can also check out our affiliate, amino-asylum.com. Use code THINK for 20% off on research chems, all that stuff. All right, guys. Enough of my spiel. I appreciate you. Let's get to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally. And today, I wanted to bring on somebody that um, I'd say that I look up to a lot. Mentor is not the right word because we don't have like that back and forth mentor relationship. So I, I can't say that, but Mike, I've looked up to you for, for since the time I've known you, uh, Mike Davies has been coaching for 30 years, long before internet coaching was available. Uh, you own your own gym. Uh, he is a show promoter. He's one of three people that's in charge of the Arnold classic. Uh, and that in itself is kind of like, a whole business. I think you could probably make that like your full time job and just not do anything else. But uh, here's the uh, thing: we're going to talk today yeah. about longevity and coaching.
1: Well, you know what, Scott? The number one thing is that I mean, this thing's it. Number one, you got to love what you're doing. I mean, I still love getting up and going to the gym every day. Yeah. I mean, I can't think it. I'm thinking to myself, you know, what would I do outside of this? There's nothing in my life that I love as much. As going there and doing what I do outside of my family and my kids. Yeah. Nothing, you know, um, I just got that coach's mentality and I'm not a one trick pony. Everybody thinks, Oh, you know, people just think I just train girls anyway. So I always laugh about that shit. I'm just picky about the guys I train, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to train a guy who comes to me in the first thing out of his mouth. So what do you think I should be taking? You know, a guy that wants to take three grams of shit a week and, and not work harder or, or, do, or do the right shit. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. And you know, there's ego. You train guys, you train more guys than women. Correct. I would I, say you do. coach. I'd say
0: like 60, 40, really sixty forty. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine's probably more like 70, 30.
0: Okay. To yeah.
1: be honest with you, maybe 80, 20. Again, I'm just a little bit picky about the guys, you know, but I've always tried not to be a one trick pony. Yeah. And I, I think in today's day and age, you know, you see these coaches like you were saying, pop up and come and go and stuff. Well, they're kind some of them are one trick, one trick ponies. You know, and at some point the well dries up. Huh. You know, so this isn't this isn't all I do. Is that I call it the phys- to the physique sport industry? it's Not all I do. I mean, I train guys in the NFL, guys in the NBA. I've had you know Olympic wrestlers. Um, you know, right? You know, I probably got I think I have 17 kids right now playing Division One college football. Yeah, and then probably more than that playing at other levels and stuff like that. So I I just try to evolve and be real diversified. And yeah. my approach to, you know, being, a, you know, a, a coach. That's cool. So man. I'm not just a physique. I'm just not a physique sports guy. But, you know, this is the industry that I've made my name in. Yeah. And this is, this is the shit I love still. I mean, I still love, you know, just taking a body and just changing it. Man. <laughs> or getting somebody just to believe in themselves enough that they'll just put it on the line and go out there and, and do something they never dreamed they could do. You know, yeah. and sometimes that's not a competitor either, Scott. Sometimes, you know, fuck, I got soccer moms, bro yeah got lots of soccer moms i go go to my gym every day at 9 30 i got a group of five or six soccer moms one including my wife who used to be a top competitor <laughs> as you can see by all those crystals behind me dude those are but, freaking um,
0: amazing by the way yeah, I, I noticed that before we were recording all those are, yeah, are arnold uh, arnold uh uh crystals yeah huh? yeah it's so
1: she cool. did the arnold nine times and i'm and placed seven yeah, seven times. So it's nuts, the so only time she never placed was her first Arnold and her last. Yeah, like, you, you
0: know, but,
1: she came back and did the Arnold after she had her first child. So you
0: you've had I a lot of success with women, though. Yeah, like yeah. For anybody who's watching who might not be familiar with some of your work, uh, who are some of the people that you've worked with? Like, let's talk Olympians.
1: Oh, I've eight-time Miss Olympia uh, Adela Garcia. Yeah. Um, my personal wife julie palmer seven pro wins uh tracy greenwood six pro wins uh two-time miss olympia jen hendershot yeah. uh three-time miss olympia uh davana uh, medina so wonder... uh, jenny gates which people don't remember jenny jenny was a one-time miss and then she stepped away from the industry i mean i've just had you know over the years i think i've had I think 136 pro titles now that my people have won. That's cool. And right. quite a few of those were the big ones, you know, the Olympia, the Arnold. Yeah. I think I've had, uh, nine Miss internationals. Yeah. So and, I'll and take you, it. And over this
0: time, you I mean, you're still coaching a lot of people. You like, you're, you're still, oh. this is still like a full-time job for you, right?
1: Yeah. That's all I do. See, I, I work honestly. Uh, I get up every day 4:20. I'm in the gym by five. Yeah. You know, I get home at 6:30, and at seven o'clock I do a I do a one a once a day Zoom workout. Like I do leg workout on Monday, I do a back on Tuesday, Wednesday I do an abs and ass class. Yeah. Thursday I do shoulders and arms, and I you know, I have people that chime in, clients of mine from all over the country who chime in, and I do the damn workout with them.
2: Okay. <laughs> so
1: after working in the gym for 13 hours, I come home and do one last workout from my home gym just for. You know, people on the internet. That's a lot. It's man. ten bucks, man. They sign up, but I'll tell you what—that shit saved my ass during the uh, pandemic. Yeah, you, dude, I was getting I was getting seventy, eighty people a night on there.
0: So you, I mean, I think that that in itself, right there, is is one of the things. You know, you that you were you were you were flexible, and and I got to yeah, tell you, you gotta, man. I'd Gotta have to evolve. say, like, like somebody who's a little bit older, they're they're a lot less likely to get involved with, like, hey, let's do Zoom. You know what I mean? That's like that's yeah. like something you would expect out of like a twenty year old coach or something. But yeah, the guy but who's been what, doing my, it thirty uh, years, man, that's freaking badass.
1: And Julie had to Julie had, Julie kind of had to fucking twist my arm. I'm like, fuck, nobody's yeah. gonna jump on there and do a workout with me. <laughs> yeah. She's just try it, Fuck, yeah. dude. The first night I did, I had twenty. The second night I, did, I had forty, and then after that, it was seventy, eighty deep every night that's cool people just jumping on there you know and i, I i'm i'm ne- you know what i'm not i'm never too arrogant to learn from somebody else or uh-huh. you know i don't i'm just okay i'm old in this shit okay i'm an og type you know okay i'm still learning stuff every time ta- every day
0: did you have you know did you have clients that were not local back before internet coaching like and if so how would they get you their check-ins
1: um i'm gonna say if i if i think hard i started with that with a girl from west virginia who would drive up here no every three weeks yeah and spend the weekend i started uh hosting camps here at my home huh. it wasn't this home it actually was a shithole apartment i had just gone through a divorce and uh <laughs> My, me and two of my sons were living in a shithole apartment. And, you know, on one weekend, a girl from West Virginia drove all the way up, stayed in my home, came to the gym, trained, yada, yada, yada. I was like, dude, I could do this as a business. And when the internet hit, as soon as it hit, Scotty, I was on it. Yeah. I started doing those camps and I started getting my name out there. And I think I'm credited with being the first Instagram, I mean, the first, you know, coach of that type. Yeah. I mean, I was on it from day one, and I would sit there. My wife, Julie, and I, and we weren't married back then, but we would sit there at night and wait for the analog shit and the pictures to download. And sometimes it would take forever. <laughs> yeah. And then, dude, I would do, let's say I would do 15, 20 diets, okay? Yeah. And then she would sit the next morning and fax them off, you know, by via fax. Holy shit. And people, I still, have, I still have clients on the internet to this day who remember getting their diet faxed to them on Mondays. Holy shit. Yeah, crazy, I just, dude, I've been doing it that long. We used to fax this shit over to him, you know, and man. it was, uh, but, you know, like people that people would know in the industry, like uh, Becky Clawson, who's a well-known judge now. She's yeah, really yeah. moved her way up. You know, Becky, we Becky just, she was a just, client uh, of mine.
0: She judged one of my girls da- this last weekend down at uh, the, the Latin yeah. Latin American Championships.
1: Yep. Uh, so Becky's really, I taught Becky how to judge. I mean, no Becky's, kidding. Becky was my client, number one. She was a Michigan girl. Yeah. So I think Becky started in the days of the faxes and shit. I mean, Becky and I go way back. Wow. Supposed to choose my client for over 10 years. And now it's been 10 years since she stopped competing. And now she's, you know, I think she's the heir apparent to Sandy, you know, yeah, Williamson in the IFBB yeah, she as is, she should be. But, you know, Becky used to sit next to me every Saturday and just learn how to judge. And I would sit there and tell me what you see, who you got, you huh. know, and I would, and I would tell her, no, this person over this person. Yeah. No, you got to go. Listen, those superior genetics. Yes, that person's in better shape. That's superior genetics, though.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm not saying, but this person, once she gets in shape, will smash this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would just yeah. explain to her. I said, but you can ju- you can only judge what you see today. Mm. And I'm one of those people. I'm a condition guy. I'm like, you got to, especially in the amateurs, man. You got to reward the person who look like they suffered. Yeah. I've mm. always said that. It just bothers me that somebody can just go up there with superior genetics and win and not put that effort in. Yeah, because you, you know, know what it's like too to put
0: that effort in yourself. I mean, you could it oh, for a long time. Yourself. I competed
1: for 19 years.
0: Yeah, and you were a guy that could yeah, get I, into really good shape, though.
1: Correct, and I, you know what, and uh, but I, I didn't, still didn't consider myself to even be any good at after until for, for about 10 years. Okay, it was like I was like my own guinea pig for 10 years. Yeah, trial and error diets, you know, philosophy, all kinds of shit on myself. Yeah. Why not? Who better? Because I knew I would do it, and I still do that. Like I never put an exercise out there or something out there, unless I've done it myself. I know exactly how it's going to feel, yeah. how it's supposed to feel, and I, you know, and then I, okay, it's okay to put it out there. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna like. I gotta evolve. <laughs> I
3: had to
0: yell at You my know, I, I
1: that. yeah. That's that's one thing. If you're gonna have some longevity, you better evolve in this industry, and you better you better learn how to take the lumps. Hmm. and you better know how to read you know um i've told julie this a lot of times I, don't know, I guess it's time to recreate myself again you know yeah. keep yourself out there to try to stay relevant and it, a lot of people think oh the only way to be relevant is to have people winning all the time huh. that's not true what do you mean the only way you can be relevant without you know i haven't had a miss olympia now in 10 years okay I. but you know what i've had a client at the olympia for 21 or two, maybe three straight years in a row? Yeah. You know, I have. Straight up. I can't remember the last time I didn't have somebody in the Arnold. I've had somebody in the Arnold <laughs> since since 1997. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever had a year where I didn't have an athlete that's doing the Arnold.
0: And you're not just, so, so I mean, you said, like, this is your full-time job. And that wouldn't lead people to believe, like, that's all you do. This is your full-time job, but owning a gym is your full-time job. So that's also a I full-time job. And then also you, you promote shows. Do you do, uh, Correct. do you do the, uh, the Ohio state? I do. Okay.
2: I
1: own the Ohio state. And then my wife and I own her show, which is the ultimate, uh, bodybuilding showdown. Okay. It's Julie Palmer's ultimate bodybuilding showdown. And then, uh, as you know, I just recontracted now the, the Arnold has changed hands. I don't oh. know how much you know about this situation. I, I think a lot of people have been up in the air because there's been a lot of confusion since, you know, the pandemic and what's happened. Okay. Um, Arnold and his people have bought out the Lorimers.
0: Oh no, kidding! You, I didn't yeah, know this. The okay. Lorimers aren't in anymore. Okay.
1: No, they are not. Okay. Um. Uh, Bob Lorimer is and I are close friends. Yeah. So, um, Jim is now ninety-five. Yeah. Jim lost his wife, Jean, uh, about five months. Four or five months ago,
2: mm, that's too bad, and it was
1: during this the whole time uh so the fa- the Arnold faction has now bought out, and they have people in control. gentleman by the name of Brian Powers, I believe has been you know is the chairman now of the Arnold, okay, so my situation with the Arnold's a little bit different, yes, I'm contracted due to the Arnold amateur this year, yeah, proud to be the Arnold amateur uh, promoter again. you know, I want to say we're four months behind, but yeah, the information is going to start coming out hot and heavy. And you know, as well as I do, I run that show well, and we're going to run that show. Awesome. You know, whether I have 600, 700, 800, a thousand competitors, we're going to have a great show. Yeah, that's it. So I'll make sure
0: that could be a podcast in itself. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. People might not have heard all that, but I mean, you've got like 15 different translators there for you're dealing with people from various countries. It's a, yeah, the
1: last, yeah, the the last year we did it, the year that we had a you know got shut down, and we still had the competition with no fans. I think I had seventy two countries still were represented. Yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, every year it's like a, it's a different it's a different animal, dude. It's a challenge, and you know they do the uh, amateur Olympias and stuff now, but I, that thing's not nearly as big as what that that Arnold Amateur has been. Yeah, going forward, and we've had some stud athletes there. You really have, you know. man. That's I mean, cool. That's cool, oh yeah, it's cool to see It's cool to see how different it's cool for me too to see how different some of the you know i I pay attention to when I see the guys backstage and some of the stuff you know the European guys are doing, the guys from Iceland or the guys you know the uh, United Emirates and some of the foods that they're taking in, and some of the things they're doing
0: yeah it's it's different. It's,
1: it's pretty interesting, yeah, very different
0: It's been cool the last yeah. last couple of years getting to I, I you know i've been you've you've let me come back there to shoot video and hang yeah. out with everybody. And, uh, I really started getting a feel for, for what it is like. And man, you just have that yeah. thing set up so nicely too, for, for people. Yeah. It's, well, it's a, it was a fun that. show, you know, it'd be a real fun yep. show to do.
1: Uh, you know, I'm proud. I think it's, you know, I think it's the best, you know, amateur show in the world, in the world. I mean, it's global, so, you know, it's an international show. It's, it's competitive as hell, man. Yeah. yeah you know is. that. I mean, I've had guys who. Can win overalls and do things here locally or at the regional level, and I say, you know what you think we're good enough, we'll go to the Arnold amateur and we're in that second call out like, and <laughs> <laughs> deserve and deserve to be in the second call out' I'm yeah. like happy as I'm happy as hell that they're in the second call out yeah. you know? but I've also had I've had a lot of clients you know win their classes and stuff and move on, but there's yes. been some so like you know um, like Colt Walter, she started there She okay. got a pro card there, Ashley shit. Yeah. Ashy's, I didn't realize that's where know,
0: she got her. I didn't realize that's where she got her pro card. No kidding.
1: Yeah, that's where. Um, um, shoot, how, how can I not remember his name? Huge motherfucker that just not Rolly showed up at the Olympia off. Yeah, Rolly. Yeah, Rolly. That's off. who I thought you're. Yeah.
0: yeah, he did. He did. He. That's where he started too. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always been a good, really competitive show. But you know going back to what you said, the longevity is this. I would tell anybody and I see it all the time. And I just think to myself, what's this person going to do when this, you know, like the whole Insta thing. Yeah. Well, if Instagram becomes irrelevant, what are some of these people going to do?
3: Huh? And and it will.
1: And it bothers me, Scott. This really bothers me that people take advice about training and stuff from people who don't train anyone. Hmm. They do your protocol, yet they've never trained a person in, ever. I'm th- that person's not in the gym every day, putting somebody through the paces, hmm. yet they're advising you and telling you what to do. Like when I get clients that come to me and they share some of their stuff, I look at it, and I'm going, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm confused. And listen, I'm the first one to tell you, I don't dog out coaches. I, I don't call coaches out or anything. That's not for me to do. I, people have done that to me for years. Yeah. So I don't do it to people. I just like nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. We're just all different. You know, and if you find a person whose approach works for you, then the approach works. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. Okay. You know, if my approach works for somebody, great. They stick by me. Great. You know, if my way is not for you, hey, I understand. And no hard feelings. Go find somebody who, you know, you better connect with. Yeah. You know, because everybody, I mean, I, I there's a million ways skin skin cat, and I know a lot of them. <laughs> but I'm not willing to use a lot of them. Huh. I'm just not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole macro thing. When people, you know, get into the macro thing. Yeah. Macro dieting's been around. Weight Watchers has been doing that since their inception. That's, that's what true. Weight Watchers is.
0: That's true. It's it?
1: macro dieting. I mean, I saw. I watched my mom thirty years ago. Said, "Oh, I eat a piece of chocolate tea I took this card. I put it over in the box."
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I Remember that? Yeah. That
1: hey, dude, that's exactly how I went. And, yeah. Macro dieting kind of gets a bad rap in the sense that, you know, you're giving a 20 year old kid a choice to eat cream of rice or pop tarts and they eat pop tarts
2: uh-huh. and
1: people don't, you know, old school guys like us, I'll include you. I, I don't, I, I speak for you, but they don't respect that, but you can macro diet and some coach can give you the numbers and you say, okay, well, I'm going to get my 30 grams of carbs from a potato. Yeah. Instead of, you know, a pop tart or some other bullshit, you know, there's just just a lot of a lot of different things that I, think, I would just never yeah gave I think to, you
0: can you know? I don't yeah I don't do that either I'll try to give people options but I it's within yeah. reason you know I'm not gonna I mean at the end of the day I don't think that you're gonna get well here's the thing because I've had a couple people who've been like hey I want to do this on macros this time. And I've tried to help them and I've been, you know, I've, there's been a few times where I've been like, OK, you know, I'll try to work with you. Don't do it. But then it ends up becoming that you have to manipulate their diet in such a way that it gives them constraints that they can't do what they wanted to do anyway. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And, I, you know, I had people come to me like that, too, Scotty. I just tell them, no, I'm not a macro coach. And I, I'll, you know, I'll recommend uh, Adam Atkinson. Okay, yeah, Adam's he's down there, right? Here. Yeah, yeah. See you later, leaner. You know, I'm friends with Adam. Adam's a good guy. Yeah, Adam's a knowledgeable guy. I don't you know, know him
0: personally, but I have seen his work and I've looked at his Instagram. Yeah. He seems like a cool dude, and then he's doing yeah, some he could, stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a
1: good guy. He's a different guy, but you know, he you know he was here. Uh, Dylan Bayer started his business here. He's a macro guy. Um, I just I don't know Dylan as well as I know Adam, so I would re- I recommend Adam to people. Not yeah. that I wouldn't, you know. I've gotten, you know, and we've swapped clients back and forth. I've had clients leave me and go do ma- the macro thing. And, you know, they've had clients leave them and come do, you know, what I do and do, I think they call it diet plan now or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: That's micro, you know, micronutrition. Here's the thing. I do the same like you would do. You say, oh, I give them options. Well, I give them options too. And the closer we get to their goal, the fewer options yes, they are going to get.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah. as
1: you know, you're going to dictate to them and they just, they got to, they got to have some mental toughness and stuff. And I'm the first one to say you know it takes a special type of person to stick stick it out, you know i' you know my way's the harder way
0: mm, it is isn't it
1: i think it i mean I think it is because i'm i'm I demand a different level of condition from the standpoint that I want you to be healthy, I want you to be anaerobically fit as well as cardiovascularly fit, yeah, people don't understand they're two different fucking things, but they are you know and a cardiovascular zone and an anaerobic zone are two different things when you're working out. And you know I'm not, you know, if we were to talk about PEDs or gear or anything like that, I'm not a gear coach either, Scott. And that's why I think my, you know, my competitive you know team would be 80-20. eighty twenty. Okay. Eighty percent of the people I deal with are women, and out of those eighty percent of those women, I would say ninety five percent of them are completely drug free. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't talk to people about PEDs. I don't bring it up, and I don't ever say. Well, if you want to be a pro, you're going to have to do this mm. because you know what? There's a whole trophy case full of trophies right there from somebody that was cleaning her, you know, doing her thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, I'm not going to come off of that because that's do think, not, I, do you think she that's could your do your choice?
0: Do you think she could do, and this is, this is going to be a, I guess a question that I'm thinking what other people might ask you, uh, women that are competitive at the high level, uh, could Julie have done today what she oh, did back no. then? with, with the level of, you know, that she was willing to go to.
1: Absolutely not.
0: So it has to, it's, it's in more intense now you're saying like, it's it's, it has to be at that level.
1: Scotty, the way things have evolved, man, I've gotten stuff coming from other coaches and ask our our girls, just be honest. What are you taking? What are you using? Yeah. You got to be honest. You got to communicate. I want to know. And they come to me and I look at it and I'd be like, Holy fuck. I mean, this is a national level middleweight male bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, I What I'm doing must you uh, know, with my guys must be total Mickey mouse because this 122 pound chicks taking this shit. What? Yeah. that just it blows my mind. It blows my mind that it, it's irreprehensible. It is. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, this thing's been bad here recently. And I think it's put a black eye on the whole sport of bodybuilding and the physique hmm. sports. It doesn't have to be that way, man. Okay. Yeah. We just, we got to do better as coaches. I mean, if the first thing you hear from a coach is, Hey, listen, we're going to get into this. I need you to take this, 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 and this fucking run. Yeah. Run because I don't, I wouldn't trust their protocols. I wouldn't trust. They might not, they must not know a whole lot about nutrition. They must not know a whole about a lot about training or cardiovascular, or anaerobic conditioning. They can't because the first thing they want to do is like, you know, you can't make it to a pro stage without taking this, this, and this run. Yeah. I, I'm serious. And I just, I'm just so against that being, you know, the foundation of the work that's laid before you.
0: Here's, here's my thought. There's is, a lot
1: of things you need to do long before you need to do that. Yeah. Exhaust yeah. your, exhaust your natural potential. exhausted
0: i think that even if it is more now it takes more to use more now than it did in julie's day it could still be done with less and it is done with less by some people you know that that you could still be successful that it doesn't have to be pushed you know quite as far as it is and maybe my perspective's getting different as i'm getting older too and i recognize how important health is you know health and performance are like they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. They really are. The more you go to performance, the less you go to health, yeah. you know?
1: Um, no, performance in this sport. Performance yeah. as a whole, though. Uh, I don't on, know, man. The, mo- at, the more you push for at,
0: performance, at, the less you're focusing on health. I think across the board, no matter what sport you're talking about, you like the, the the better you run, the harder you run, the more damage there would be to your knees or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Uh, I think that I think that yeah that's it's no matter what they're at a yin and a yang of each other
1: yeah, you're right, well, you know you, you're not going to see somebody at a high level not have some type of issue, yeah something, you know, like the yeah. NFL like the NFL guys have been beating their you know, but going yes. through a train wreck every, every Sunday they go through a train wreck for exactly 16 or twenty twenty weeks a year, yeah, these guys, a junior Sal and some of these guys who end up with brain damage, I totally get that i I totally agree with you, but I've dealt with guys in that situation. Okay. You know, one of my favorite all-time clients was a dude by the name of Lee Flowers. He was an 11-year vet for Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Lee would come to me every all season. I'd train him, and then during the season I would do, you know, work with him on his nutrition, and he'd be like, hey, man, I got to put on like 10 pounds this week. You know, we're playing Baltimore. You know, I got to go up against Jamal Lewis. Yeah. Who's a 245-pound running back who runs downhill and knocks people out,
2: you know. (laughs) So,
1: you know, Lee would take his weight up, and then the next week is, you know, Hey, we're playing so and so. I'm gonna be playing on the inside. I gotta peel my weight back. And you know, so we would manipulate his nutrition and get him, you know, out of okay. at a playing weight that he would really be comfortable with. You know, huh. same thing. I with the NBA guys, I had the Dallas Mavericks come to me one time and say, Hey, we need we need this guy to beef up to be able to bang down. What was Shaq? Shaq's in the West now. No kidding. And, yeah, so I took a guy who uh, they called him the Shaq of the Mac out of college. His name was Gary Trent and we went from 243 all the way up to 275. No, okay. And the dude and he never missed a beat. I mean, it That's took us cool. a year to do that, but man, uh that year he uh I think he was the sixth I think he was the sixth man of the year in the NBA. And and, and they brought, they, you know, and then the next year Scotty they came to us and said, "Well, we need Gary to be able to run with the guards." So the whole next year we stripped him down <laughs> back down to 243. Wow. But I mean, but that's what it takes to, you know what? They're paying him four million dollars a year. Yeah, they, he better show up and be what they want him to be, and that's yeah. what we did. And Gary was a motherfucker, dude, in the gym. Yeah, this dude could. Tra- yeah, this dude was fun to train. I would jump in and train with him. Uh, this guy was fun to train, dude. He could bench four fifty. Yeah, yeah. He, that's, I mean, he was. That's a, fun. This dude you, was a stud.
3: <laughs>
0: that's fun when you get like the people that are true athletes. I've worked with some oh, people. Yeah. Who like formerly played football or formerly pr- played pro basketball and now they're into bodybuilding yeah. and you can see some of those guys they i think some of them have a different mentality first of all yeah
1: it, it's it starts here they're different yeah they are yeah. they're at a different level and they play at that level yeah. you know yeah there's the, at a, at one period of time you would come to my gym every day at eleven o'clock and i'd have Five or six guys in there, and, and the smallest one was 6'6", six, six, and the, the tallest one was 7'1". <laughs> yeah, wow. And they all worked out together. I trained them all together, just like I did anybody else. And guess what? These guys were all multimillionaires. I charged them the same amount as I charged everybody else. That's cool. And they always loved and respected that, you know?
0: Yeah, that's cool. And to man.
1: this day, like Gary Trent, I trained his son too, and his son's a big-time ball. He just signed a, a four-year, $48 million deal in the NBA. Okay. I trained him when he was a little kid.
0: So, wait, yeah. so lay on us some some more uh, some more wisdom. Let's go in another direction here. I know you had some notes you took down. You had uh, it was it was really you had seven points, I believe. Where what what else do oh, we yeah. have on your list here?
1: I'll tell you one thing. I've always tried to, to hold true. It's the hardest thing in the world to do, especially in the industry. It's sometimes that can be a little bit muddy. As you, you man, never sacrifice your personal integrity for professional gain. Huh. And, the, and those op- and those opportunities arise, especially for you, the competitor. Oh. Even you, even you, even you, the the coach. I mean, being aligned with judges, or you know, going and talking to judges, or you know, trying to you know, anything of that nature. Like I remember back in the day, people used to always say, "Oh, fuck Mike Davies kisses Jim Manion's ass." Blah blah blah. That's why his people do so good. I always gave that a big. My people do so good because they're better. Yeah period. You know what? Don't tell me that bullshit. I never kissed Jim's ass. Jim, I'm friends with Jim now. After all these years, we've gotten to be close. We've had to work together over all kinds of things. I've never sacrificed my personal integrity when it comes to Jim Manion. I never will. Because you know what? Ass kissers, my to kiss somebody's ass is disrespectful. Hmm. To tell him truth, to tell him the truth shows him respect. And I always tell Jim that. If I ever have anything to tell Jim, I'll say to him, listen, Jim, I might be cutting my own dick off here, but you know what? I'll tell them the truth. I always tell people this. I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, the whole deal that happened with uh, Lee, what was Lee's name? The the Texas guy. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I know who you're talking about. When all that
1: blew up and, you know. I mean, Lee was a major player in the NPC. Yeah, he really was. I mean, Texas was huge. Texas was huge. And, I mean, he was the chairman down there and. One year, Jim came to me and sat down beside me at the Junior Nats, and he said, hey, where you been? I haven't seen you at very many shows this year. I said, man, I can't take this shit no more. And I pointed down there to the judges panel.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's like, what do you mean? I said, man, you need to get rid of that motherfucker.
0: Huh? No
2: kidding. I
1: just flat told him. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, he's, you know, Texas is my biggest state. You know, he does a great job for me. Yeah. I, I said, I'm telling you, Jim, you need to get rid of this dude. You called it, huh? And Well, yeah, because, you know, there's things I saw that he didn't see. Number one, the girl, my girls that you know, were coming up and are you know, at, at this level, he's approaching and he's saying things that he shouldn't be saying. Okay. Number one. No kidding. Number two, he started talking to the people at the Arnold, telling them that he was uh, the heir apparent to Jim. Okay. I got that information. Then he starts showing up in Columbus. And then that year that they had that blew up, he showed up in Columbus like a week before the Arnold. Yeah, It was going on the tours and going through the walkthroughs and all the last minute shit that I'm involved in. Yeah, I know better. What? What's there's no reason for him to be here. Huh? I knew there's no reason to be here. Yeah. So you know what? Sorry, Lee, I sold you out. <laughs> I sold. Fuck that. My loyalty is to Jim Mannion. Fuck him. I called Jim and said, "Listen, this is the this is the deal." Yeah. You know, and that's part of just you know having longevity and shit. Be honest with people. Show mm. some fucking integrity. Mm. You know. Like There's that. not too much of that at times, you know that, Scott. There's yeah. sometimes I got to question some people's loyalty and integrity. Hmm. Look at look at the way that the clients you know talk about their coaches and their ex coaches. Huh? That shit's crazy, man. If coaches ever came out and talked about them and the shit <laughs> they did, yeah. Scott. Yeah. Look at me. You know. <laughs> you damn well know. <laughs>
0: We've got stories.
1: I, you know I Just. Do yourself a favor, Coach. Just say, save every fucking text message you ever get. That's my only advice. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, that way no, nobody can ever say anything different. You know, but when it comes to that, you know, I'll, I'll tell anybody, don't sacrifice your personal integrity for professional gain, period. You know? Secondly, you know, you've got to communicate in this industry. Hmm. you got to communicate with your clients. You got. To, I mean, you have to have communication with your clients. I've gotten a reputation of, oh, he's hard to talk to. I'm hard to talk. I'm not hard to talk to. Tell me anything. You just might not like the answer. That's <laughs> why you're afraid. Yeah. Because you know I'm going to give it to you the truth. I'm going to give it to you the truth. Period. I always tease people all the time. I man, just communicate. Do th- you know? Do these jeans make my ass look fat? No, your ass makes your ass look fat. Period. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. It does me no good to lie to you. Yeah. Okay. Being a yes man in this industry will get you the fuck out. Hmm. It will. You can't sit there and tell your clients, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good, and you're not good.
3: Yeah, that's
0: true. You know, I'll it?
1: sit there and tell my client, listen, for where we have came and where we're at and what we're doing, we're good. Yeah. Because I have a vision, you know, for the future. And at this point in time, I think this is the best we can be. You know, whether it's competitive today or not, we'll find out. But don't, you know, there would be people, I can't stand this about the pros, okay? When you got an amateur who's trying to get ready for something, and there's a pro in their gym, or anybody who's competed before in the gym, mm-hmm. they're always in their ear. Oh, you should be this, or you should be that, or you should be leaner. Or you know, dude, you know nothing about that person's story. You know nothing about their plate or what they're trying to accomplish here. And save your opinion for you know for until you're asked for it.
3: Mm, yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Save your opinion. Like that shit drives me crazy because the you know all that does is get in somebody's head.
0: Yeah, and the, the better someone gets and the closer they get to the show, the more, the more people, people <laughs> want to be a part of their yeah. success. It really is the they, truth. They it do, really is. Dude, and it's yeah.
1: sickening. Yeah. Leave them the fuck alone. I, Scotty, I have people, and coaches, trust me, other coaches will send a lot of their clients to me for posing. Yeah. I've because said, they I've sent someone to you before. Yeah, yeah, you've had guys drive all the way down to Michigan, you know, and I yeah. gave it to the guy. That guy ended up winning that show, if I you remember correctly. He sure did. Correctly. Yep, he did. Yeah. yeah, and he was solid. Yeah, you got him in shape, and I got him to present that. I don't mind collaborating with anybody. I love it. But the number one thing I'll tell that guy: whatever Scott's telling you or Adam's telling you, whatever, do what the fuck they tell you to do. Yeah. Stick to what they're telling you. They got a vision. I got a guy right now who, for years and years, just always trashed me, and he's a local guy here, uh, and he's not a bad trainer. I mean, he can produce. Yeah. But now he's starting to send guys, you know, his people to me, and I'm no kinda, i kind of, I kind of smile. Huh. But I think jo- the guy's name is Jonathan. Jonathan's finally realized that, listen, man, I'm, I'm the real deal. I'm going to help all you younger guys. I don't mind. I'm not going to try to poach your clients.
2: That yeah.
1: dude, that does you no good. And if you're a coach out there and you're sliding in people's DMs and you're trying to poach clients, what does that say to that person about you?
3: Yeah. yeah I got to sacrifice.
1: True. I mean, I got to question your integrity. Yeah. Are you going to go with a guy that you know, you know poached you? Yeah. Dude, I've had Sarah. You know Sarah. Of course, Sarah, Sarah very the, well.
3: Yeah,
0: Sarah, Sarah, Bruce.
1: Sarah DeBruce. Sarah you know my podcast partner. Sarah walking off stage with an overall trophy in her hand and was you know poached backstage several times. You're kidding me? No, dude. She tells the story all the time. Yeah, tell the story all. Was the time. that in
0: Was that in Michigan? Because I was backstage with her. I I didn't say anything. Actually, I it was <laughs> not me. <laughs>
2: actually, it was you. Melanie. No. no, because
1: actually I was there that day. So no, it didn't happen. Um. It was up at uh, Dean Caputo's show. It's, it's called the North Coast here in, in Ohio. It's the first time she won an overall, but she wasn't even. She hadn't even walked backstage yet before she was. Somebody was trying to poach her.
3: Yeah, no kidding. And
1: I, and I, I say to anybody, you just won an overall. Obviously, we're in a good spot. We know we're what doing something we're doing. right. Yeah, but that's one of my all-time stories that I hate to tell. I had a girl one time who uh, had never competed. I got her ready for the uh, her first amateur show. She won it. She was Canadian. Okay. I took her right to North Americans, man. She was that good. I'm yeah. like, it's your second show. Fuck it. North Americans. Here we go.
0: I did that last she year, went. this year with a guy. And he, yeah, and he I got his that pro kid. card. He looked great. Yeah. He got what, third? He got second and they got his okay. pro card. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. That kid was stacked and you should have taken him there.
0: Yeah. There's no, yeah. no
1: sense of whooping out, you know, trophy, Robin. Go second get the show. Big trophy. Second show. Yep. So this girl's her second show. She wins the overall.
0: Fuck yeah. Goes yeah. up with the
1: pro card. First show she does is the Arnold. Okay. Overall, no North American champion, Canadian. It's an international show. She does the Arnold. She's top five.
0: Wow. Wow. The next
1: show she does, she wins. No kidding. The next show she does after that, she wins. Yeah. She qualified. Of course, she's qualified for the Olympia. And we have the argument. We have the PED argument. Okay. She's done this all natural. She. I think I need to take something. Mm. No, you don't. That's just going to fuck up what we've already built. You don't want to risk that. We know how your body's going to respond to this But Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know.
0: And you're talking about like like you're on the way to the Olympia. It's coming up soon? or
1: This is in August. Okay. This is in August. And the Olympia is in October at the so time. Okay? We're going
0: to throw in a brand new element, PEDs, yeah. that she's never used before. And That's she's had right. this level I, of success. Listen, even if you're going to, I think that it doesn't make sense to start changing things now, right?
1: Makes no sense. If she yeah. wanted to really have that conversation after the Olympia, I would have had it with her. Yeah. On her way to the Olympia, she figures, I'm going to go do, there was a Detroit show at the time. There's a pro show up there.
0: Which show, what year was this about?
1: Oh, God. But was this maybe 08. Like 08? 07, 08. Was there was, was there
0: a Pro 202 there, maybe? Was that at Cobo Hall? Downtown? No, no. It was, be,
1: it was before 202 came out.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Probably a year, a year and a half before. I can't remember who promoted. It. I think maybe... Re- uh, Remy? I think it was Remy had it.
0: In Dearborn, was it? Was it the Motor City? Yes, that's Motor That's City. what I thought. Yeah, that would have been in. Okay, okay that's exactly I was there. what it was. I was there. Steve so, Kuklo was there as an amateur and yes, won the freaking overall. So that's the same show. Same okay. show. Okay, yeah.
1: so Steve was there. So she goes there now, mind you. She would already won a pro show. She was already qualified for the Olympia. She gets third there. She's pissed. Now she's pissed. I told you I need to be doing this, oh, this, Oh, in and Detroit, this. yeah. I'm like, honey, stop. They could put you wherever they wanted to on any You're given already day. Already qualified. Five, you got a check. The top you know, five, right
0: top five pros on any given day, I think, can be shuffled around. Because Absolutely. they're all so good. It all depends the on top, luck and the how top, they peaked, the top you know?
1: At that time, about the top seven or eight girls could have easily been you know, manipulated, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I understand the sport, and she doesn't. And I'm yeah. telling her, calm down, honey. You're fine. This isn't our goal. Our goal wasn't to win the Motor City. You just decided you were going to do the show, jump in and get some traveling money, and now we're off to the Olympia. Yeah. She leaves me and goes with another coach. <sighs> For the Olympia.
3: Mm. this is
1: august and the olympia is in october yeah you you, you know you know what happened mm. guy hits her with a fucking loop diuretic the morning of she passes out backstage never makes it to the olympia stage uh, scotty she's laid out backstage yeah and they call me on my phone yeah mike you got to come back here so and so's on their back i'm like don't call um, me yeah. i qualified her for this i didn't bring her to this
3: Right,
2: right. I said,
1: "I'll, I'll send her coach back." Yeah, and he he was nowhere to really be found. He he didn't go back there. Hmm. So I walked back there, and I and her mom was back there with her, and the EMTs were back there, and I, I looked at her, and I said, "What'd you take?" She wouldn't answer me. I said, "This is serious. Tell me what you took." I said, "You take a loop diuretic? Did you take Demodex? I started naming them off, and she yeah. was like, "Yeah." And then and then the EMTs were just like, huh. you know, they knew exactly what to do for, her, but still. Yeah. She never made it to the stage.
0: So she didn't get on stage that day.
1: No, she did not make it on stage that day. Son
0: of a bitch, man! That's a shame. And you know,
1: and you know people are like, "Oh, were you happy about that?" No, I'm not happy about that. Fuck no! I mean, you don't want to see on. that,
0: man. Listen, you even get into if somebody, the sport
1: and what is it? I want to do the Olympia, and I yeah. want to do the Arnold. Yeah. You know, that's people's dream. And, you know, her dream got shattered because, you know, yeah. that choice, dude. Yeah, even if somebody I
0: leaves, man, I'd still want them to, like, do well. You know, I might feel a little bit irked if she were to, like, win the Olympia after she just left me. But, you know what I mean? I'd rather have yeah. that than to see her pass out backstage, you know. That's yeah, I don't think
1: I've ever experienced that where somebody left where they, you know, I, I got it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And, and, and I got a really good relationship with this dude. He's my dude. You know, You know, I work with George Brown. Yeah. You know George's character. I yeah, mean, he he's is a funny. He's a funny guy. He's always kind of been like, a, I tease him like, you know, you may not, you weren't the champion today, but you're the people's champion because you know he's congenial, he's funny. He's just he's a pretty he's just all around kind of fun guy. Yeah. But you know, periodically over the last seven years, you know, he'll jump ship and go work with somebody else for a show here and there. <laughs> okay. Every time he does, he, it's it's fucked up. No kidding. He's never he never looks the same, bro, and. He left me and he worked with Brian Hoytick and went out and did the San Jose, and he was fat. he looked terrible. okay um I had a weird relationship with uh uh mandis what's it what's mandis's uh, team
3: called
0: that, that uh, i I know who you're talking I know you're underground
1: about. athletes or whatever yeah I don't know. yeah, yeah the, you know you know the whole time that you know he was an underground athlete and he's associated with Mandis, he's still here working out with me, you know, I'm doing this shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's part of their team. And I'm just like, whatever. I mean, they're paying George to do it. I don't pay George. Why the fuck would I pay somebody to train with me? (laughs) What? When did this change? Because this is a thing now. You know that, right? No. Yes. These teams, these big teams, are paying these athletes to come and, you know, promote them and on social media and shit.
0: I didn't even know that.
1: Scotty, it's the fuck. Not to mention the number of people that are comped. Yeah. A lot of these big teams just they'll get somebody and they'll poach them from you because they're paying you and they're gonna comp them. Yeah. I've had lots of people get well, they're gonna they're gonna do it for free. (sighs) What? This is my profession. See, that's the difference, Scott. You want to last in this? Make sure you value yourself and know your worth. This is my profession. This is how I feed my fucking family. If it's gonna be your fucking hustle. It ain't gonna last long, bro. All hustles come to an end. So you you can only be a fraud so long, and your hustle's only gonna last so long. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are out there. I can't compete against that. Oh, they're gonna train you for free. Well, fuck it. Go. Yeah. You know what? You know, free comes with a dick up your ass. That's what I always say. (laughs) You know, fuck it. You want to go train, get trained for free? Fuck it. But now, but with somebody like a George, now George has won five shows with me. We started last year, and I was like, dude, we're making it to the Olympia. We'll win a show. Don't worry. Well, we didn't. He got okay. second like three times. He got third once. He got fourth once. He got sixth once. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. He's still qualified easily by points. I'm telling them, okay, man, we're striking distance. His last show, I thought he should have won. He was 202. I said, we're coming into the Olympia at 195. Yeah. You're the biggest 195-pound motherfucker ever. You're big. He's big, dude. George yeah, is, is big. Yeah, but that condition and getting us back together—the best he ever looked. He was 195 pounds at his very first Olympia.
3: No
0: kidding. And I've
1: told him since that day, that's the look we got to get back to. Huh. Because you know, once once Ray won, it got in everybody's head. You got to be big. Yeah. And then George was getting on stage at 212.
0: And that's too much. I'm like, you can't no, play someone dude, else's that's, game.
1: That's right. Exactly. I'll I'll, t- I'll talk about that a little bit later. All right. So we go through that. And so he goes with Mandis, and I'm still doing this shit. But Mandis is doing his diet, I'm doing his training. I start to kind of communicate with Mandis a little bit more when I see him. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not taking advice from nobody. I know George Motherfucking Brown. Period. I know what motivates him. I know to push his buttons, and George needs to be surrounded by people who don't kiss his ass. Okay. Because everybody kisses George's ass. They do. <laughs> I, I sit and watch it. I just fucking laugh. So, so. so we go through the season. He has a great season. And I'm like, dude, it's time to go. I mean, it's Olympia. It's go time. We're eight weeks out from the Olympia. We just did our last show. You know, he's coming in at 195. I'm like, we're going to put you back on the map, dude. We're going to put you. I mean, they're going to be like, they're either going to fucking give you what you deserve or they're going to fuck you over. Cause you're coming in at 195. Yeah. Three days later I get a call and it's George and he's in his car. I'm like, where are you going? And you know, I tell somebody's in the car. I said, where are you heading? He goes, Hey man, uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm headed down to North Carolina. I said, for what? Well, uh, I don't know. Another team down there, I don't even know their names, don't okay. care. Okay. Uh, Offered uh, offer me uh, you know, some money to come down there and they, they're going to train me for the Olympia. Uh, I was like, what? Yeah, he goes, man, it'll, it'll kind of be like my situation with, like it was with Mandis and stuff. I'll still, you know. I'm like, yeah, come on, George. We're mm-hmm. eight weeks out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just like, I don't want to do this again. I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm not doing this again, dude. Yeah. Not to mention, you're going down there now, so now I have no control. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching George's videos, and, you know, I'm watching what they're doing with him, and I'm just shaking my head going, man, this ain't going to be good. Okay. Because yeah. I just knew it wasn't going to be good, you know? And, uh, you know, he went to the Olympian, I mean, he didn't He didn't get a number by his name. He's 16th. Yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, Sky, that fucking shit hurt me to the core. Yeah to see George go there and be so off after he had such a good year, mm. you know, and he had brought himself back into the mix and, you know, and he was in the conversation at every show, Yeah, you know, and, and George is 41 years old, but I tell people all the time, George can compete as as, as long as he wants. Hmm. He really can dude. that. Dude's a good athlete. He's a really good athlete. And that's what I do. I train him like an athlete. I'll make George come in and train. I made during the pandemic, I made George come in every day and train with like 12 D one athletes. Yeah. Guys that are playing at uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Rutgers, uh Wisconsin, uh Northwestern, bunch of Big 10 kids. George is training with them. I'm going step for step. I mean, he's doing he's doing agility, he's doing plyos. He's training like a D1 athlete.
0: Yeah. I can yeah. see that being good for his physique, you know. They, they it's get... really
1: it dude, it's really good for his physique. So when I saw him doing that slow pace, yeah. you know, come on George, do another rep. No, that doesn't motivate George, man. Huh. I got, to say I'm never going to, you know, I'm disappointed about the decision of him going off at the end of the year and working with those guys. And I'm sure he'll work with them going forward now, but you know, that shit hurt. Yeah. It dude, hurt.
0: I get it, man. I mean, I, and I, because be to... if, if you're going to be good,
1: if you're going to be good at this guy and you know this, you've got to give a fuck. Yeah. So many of these new dudes who are your internet coach, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. This, it's their hustle, dude. It's their side hustle. It isn't even their job. You know? it's, it's
0: tough, though, man, because at the end of the day, it's like you're still working with individuals and it is their life. So it's like, you know, yeah, you can give them all the tools. Yeah. And you can give them They're all the tools. Boss. They really are. They're you, paying
1: you. <laughs> That's the problem.
0: You can so, give you them know, the tools. Can, you know, you can do everything that they You can tell them everything they need to do. But it's up to yeah. them to make that decision. You know, and
1: I can't even besiege George. I mean, fuck. they paid George for eight weeks to go down there and train with them. Yeah. And if George needed the money or whatever, and it was worth it to him, you know, my goal with George is like, listen, let's stay relevant. You've got sponsorships, and every time we place, every time we place, George gets whatever money's coming to him. Plus, he gets bonuses.
3: Nice. So if
1: we can keep him relevant, I mean, he can make money in this industry for a long time. Yeah. You know, and I, our relationship, you know, player to coach or whatever, may be over. And if it is, that's fine. We had a great run in seven years. We had a great run. Yeah. He was chasing Julie. He wanted to. He wanted. He wanted to. He wanted he wanted seven pro titles.
0: Oh no, kidding! That's what he really wanted. He wanted to fucking
1: <laughs> he wanted to tie Julie or pass Julie up, and that, you know that was always something that motivated him. Which I'm cool with that. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know because you know what he would show up on a Saturday morning at eight a.m. to do a boot camp class with me, and guess who's leading the class? Forty fucking eight year old Julie. Yeah. And they're running her mouth, talking shit, <laughs> telling Georgia he ain't shit. You know, but but George responds well to that. Yeah. He does, he, you know, there are certain people that respond to that. George, George is one of those people. He needs, he needs that type of, uh, motivation and conflict, but
0: in the competition,
1: but see that, yeah, in the competition, that's the thing that, uh, you know, with the longevity and stuff, like even something like George Brown, seven years, we have a great run. I don't beseech George. I never say I'll never have an unkind word to say about George, man. Cause when George works, that motherfucker can work. Yeah. You know, when I'm in his head and he's motivated, man, There's, I tell you, there's nobody better. He can go. He really can. But, you know, as a coach, too, I'll tell you another thing, all you guys out there, you want to stay? You know what? Own your shit. Own your failures. If you make a mistake, fucking Mm. own it. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect. Uh, Very few times in all these years, Scott, that I have to go to a competitor and say, listen, man, I'm sorry, man. I fucked that up. You could have been better. You know, we could have had you better today. It was something I didn't see it or something, I, you know, own that shit yeah because nine out of ten well maybe not in this day and age maybe not with the millennials or the gen zers they'll understand it and realize that we're in this together yeah and you are human man don't have that god complex if yeah. you are going to get a god complex you're going to be out the door even you when things go right people even when cool. things
0: go right i can still see things i could do better next
1: time oh you know what i if mean if you're paying attention absolutely Absolutely, I, guess I got a guy who I fucking love. This dude named Jesus. Um, you know what? Genetically, kind of not. I don't want to say limited. Okay. But he's a men's physique guy. Okay. Yeah, has sh- has bad shoulder when he first came. Could barely. I mean, he couldn't do it. You know, an upright. He couldn't do a press. He couldn't do an upright row. You know, worked through all that. Worked around all that in his first couple of years with me. And he's a masters guy too. You know, he was competitive, but outside edge competitive. You know, he's on the bubble. He's that four or five six guy yeah you know and um i could just never i would beat myself up and just, man how can i get this guy you know fuller bigger every time he gets on stage he's got a good little physique but he's flat you know what i'm saying it just shit drive you crazy and then all of a sudden as you're working with him you're working with him like oh fuck, why didn't i try this you know i <laughs> think you try the one thing with you that you know you have in your toolbox but yeah. you never tried it with that one guy and then boom the dude explodes, and then they, every, you know the first time after we you know change one thing, dude's winning this class. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I, I mean that's that feels great, but fuck, it doesn't feel great knowing that shit, man. Why did it take me so long to figure that out? Yeah, you know. But he's a quiet guy; doesn't say much. You know, You're, you 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 got to, like I said before, you got to have that communication, and they have to communicate with you because I tell I people all the time, that... people will people will leave you, Scott, over communication.
3: Yeah, for and sure. when they
1: leave you. They'll say, well, I needed you to do this, this, and this. Well, why in the fuck didn't you tell me that? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me what you needed? And then we could have at least had a discussion as to willing or not, I was, if I'm willing to do that for you. Sure. Because I have a choice too. Sure. Because, Scott, I, I think that the this shit of you checking in with your client every day in the off season or, or you being a coach and micromanaging somebody's life. I'm every not day, do that, dude. no.
0: I'll have people check in every day, like leading into a show.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I'm know. talking about. There's coaches out here now that are like, "Oh, we're you? We are constant communication. You need to register your steps with me, every day, and uh, you know, oh, yeah. every. I ain't got time for that, dude. I got way too many clients to do that. People are doing not that. Not to mention, huh? well, yeah, they're doing it and they're I selling have, that. I have a couple How people.
0: See- I have a couple people that maybe aren't. They're maybe struggling. And so I've said like, hey, I'll check in with me every three days. They don't need to. Same thing. We're probably not going to change anything, but that's a special situation. I'd say for the you're majority doing yes, of people. That's right. And you're doing you know, that
1: for them and their, their peace of mind. I do that too. And I, I applaud you for doing it. I do that too because you got you to do things for their peace of mind. You already know where it's going. Yeah. But they yeah. don't. Scott, some of them don't understand that. Yeah. And I, I, I get bad about that because I've done this for so long. And I, I just look at it. And Julie gets mad at me. And you know what, to a point, she's right. People have to get used to me if they don't know me and they know, listen, when you send those pictures and I hit you back with one liner, that's what I fucking mean. If I tell you, okay, you're good, you're on point, I'm not going to elaborate any further. That means I'm happy with where you're at, you're on point. I'm not going to say glutes this, glutes that, this, that, this, that. No, but if you're not on point or if I see something, I'm going to be like, Hey, listen we still got to do this we still got to. i'm going to explain to them what we're going to do or what we need to do yeah and what the focus is going to be i'm going to tell them that you know that way they know but if i'm telling you you're good that means you're fucking good i'm not going to tell you again yeah some of these guys now are that's what they're selling i see guys will put these coaches put memes up this shit pisses me off too if it takes your coach more than 12 hours to get back to you maybe you should get a new coach Well, I'm sorry to get – I'm not sitting there on my phone 12 hours a day like you are because I got a fucking job. I'm in the gym. I'm running the gym. I'm training. While you're sitting there fucking with your dick in your hand and your dick in one hand and computer in the other, I'm training fucking 80 people in a day. Yeah. So I'm not going to be that guy communicating with you every day because you know what? I'm going to treat you like an adult. I'm going to treat you like an athlete. Does the coach of the fucking Cleveland Browns talk to fucking Baker Mayfield every day in the offseason? season? Fuck. No, he doesn't <laughs> fuck. No, he doesn't. You know, that's what a I'm good saying?
0: analogy. That's a good analogy.
1: Well, it's true. And here's another thing I get beat up on too. And I, I, I laugh at this. Uh, one guy even took a shot on me. Cause you know, I have my, I got an MDFU app. I don't have an app for my client. My app's open to everybody. Okay. Okay. It's got, if you've never seen it, Scotty, it's got a ton of information in there. It's got like a feed, which like a, It's like a Instagram feed. I put up memes. I put up exercise. I put up videos. I put up different things. Then it's got a whole thing of resources. One of my resources that I like the best is called the why. Okay. If there's something that I use in a diet, Scott, or a supplement or a food combination or things that I'm really loyal to. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you why. Why does Mike use grapefruits all the time? Okay. Here's why. And I'll tell everybody why and I'll tell them the benefit of it why does mike use ashwagandha and this is why so it tells it tells my why so if you want to know why i'm doing something it's there for you for you there's A Q&A section so if you want to ask a question you can ask it specifically about you or you can ask it you know anonymously i'm going to answer it but again in that situation i'm going to be vague i'm going to tell you basically again my why or you know whatever it is, because you can ask anything. Did you, do you think that so-and-so should have won the Olympia? You know, I'm going to just give you my opinion and stuff. I get a 1,000 characters, okay, within the app to be able to answer these questions. So at times, i got to take it vague. I've had people leave me because of my vagueness.
0: You're kidding me. Huh.
1: No. Absolutely. I, lost a, uh, I lost a couple not too long ago, and they were both good competitors, and they you know, solid competitors. Yeah. Worked hard, did great job. You know, liked them both very well, and, you know, their reason for leaving me was, you know, not enough communication, but they were in my gym every day. huh? And I'm like, you guys can come and speak to me anytime you want. I respect people's privacy and I respect your time. Yeah. So I kind of, I just, I leave them alone. I answer questions when they need to. And I think at times they ask questions on the app and I would be vague because uh... I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be specific yeah. To an anonymous question when I don't know who it is, because what I do for you may be so different than what I do for Absolutely. you know Sally Sue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you almost have to kind of blanket stuff. And I'm like, okay, dude, I get that. I can respect that. That's fine. You know, but the one thing I said when they're leaving out the door, listen, I, you know, all you need to do is speak to me. I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know that you needed constant contact or you wanted more information and stuff. But I even told him, even at that, I'm not going to give you more information i'm not scott i'm not going to get like it drives me nuts that these guys get on ig and they get on youtube or whatever they do and they a lot of them are just plagiarizing and regurgitating shit that they've read so you took somebody else's knowledge and you read it now you're claiming it as your own and now you're putting it all over ig or you're you know i'm not going to do that either i'm not going to tell anybody what i've accumulated in my mind over 30 years yeah that's like a fucking baker having the greatest cake in the world and giving everybody the fucking recipe i'm not going to do that so if you want to if you want to leave me for not telling you everything i that's fine
0: yeah i've told that's people fine because in
1: certain situations scotty i'm going to be vague. and you know what i've learned to do that because i've had no less than 60 people that i've trained and trained for a long period of time who have left and moved on and become coaches and stuff like that sure go ahead go ahead the biggest one shannon day
0: Oh, remember okay. bombshell yeah of course
1: that shit was fucking fitness factory extended. Yeah. I, I worked with her for a long time. And, you know, I told everybody, I said, this bombshell huh. thing is going to implode. And they were like, why, man? She's got it going on. I'm like, because she doesn't know anything.
0: That's funny because it has imploded. I was just talking it about with somebody else just yesterday, I think, about where did bombshell yeah, ever at? go? Yeah,
1: She didn't have the knowledge, dude. All she did was take what she had learned from me and what she had taken from some other guys along the way and put it all together and come up with her own type of. Thing and what she had going on was this, you know, this bombshell, and it was the sex thing. It was bikini had just really come onto the scene, and you know, Shannon's a smart. I'm not saying Shannon's not a smart girl.
0: Yeah, like every girl was going to her
3: for a while.
1: I yeah, I trained Shannon for a long time, her whole pro career basically, and I I went down to her gym, La Boom Fitness, down in Daytona Beach, and I did camps. Okay, the whole time, Scotty taught me a lesson. The whole time, her and her husband were sitting there, just like taking notes, seeing how yeah. I did this thing. And they basically took what I did and took it to, you know, took it over here and started their own thing.
0: Of course. I think and we've all I- had somebody, maybe not Shannon day level, but we've all had. So I had, you know what? I had a new client, brand new guy, and I think he's genuinely interested. So he was asking me, I put a diet together and he said, can you tell me why we're using each of the foods that you picked and what are the purposes of them? And I yeah. thought, you know, I ain't, got time. I,
1: I, I ain't got time for that.
0: I did explain I wouldn't be able to do that, but I did tell him because he said, I just want to learn as much as I can, which I, I think he genuinely does. And I explained to him that I, I, I can explain stuff along the way, but where the real education will be in is going through the experience, seeing how your body changes and then seeing the, the changes that we make, you know, that's and where you really what? learn.
1: And guess what, dude, just because I have you doing this doesn't mean it's going to do exactly what I needed to do. I mean, you're right. a new client, right? We need time. listen. In this day and age, Scott, it pisses me off that you don't even get a chance to develop a kid. I'm a developer, dude. I'll develop a competitor. Yeah. I'll take dude, I'll take that person that looks like they don't have fucking shit for potential. And girls and people will say to me all the time, well, he only takes like really good people. Bullshit. Those people, you know what you can do with those people? The people that walk in the door and they're already studs. You could basically fuck it up.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> yeah. You can fuck that up. I mean, you take somebody who's raw, you know, and you're looking at them and they don't look like much. I've had tons of girls turn pro. One of my greatest physiques of all time was that way. Uh, a girl named Val Wagerman. You ever heard of that girl? Mm-mm, no. She actually was a gladiator when they brought the gladiators back. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, and um, the first time she ever came to me, she was this kind of tall, kind of frumpy. Looked like a overweight volleyball player. Okay. And I looked at my wife after the first day training her and I, I she came for a camp, stayed at my house and all that stuff. I said, That girl's gonna be the shit. She was like, What? I said, That girl's gonna be the shit. She's like, No way, I don't see it. Yeah. I said, You wait. I said, and I said, I just I just kept my mouth shut. I said, You wait. Fucking year later, dude. <laughs> stacked. <laughs> just stacked. Was it basically was,
0: was it based off she, of the way she looked in the start? Or was it or is it the mindset? Like because they think it was
1: her structure. Her was her structure, okay. number one, because I can see her structure under that body fat. Yeah. I could see it. You know, I just had that vision. Number two, it was the effort that she gave. There me you go. And she was totally out of shape, dude. Yeah. I mean, totally out of shape. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm beating the shit out of this girl. But she had an athlete's mentality yep. and she was used to being coached. So I could, I could. Bang up on her. I could talk slick to her. I can, you know. I got one of those right mother- now, Mike. Yeah, I got, I I got mother- one of those right now. Yeah. And
0: I, that's because you could take someone who looks great and you're like, oh shit, you can get really excited. And if they don't have the ability to follow through, it's nothing, no, you know?
1: Nothing. Yeah. Oh, gee. Shit. So the, I told her, I said, to this day, it's probably the greatest physique I ever stuck on stage. Wow. And the best she ever. She won pro shows. Trust me, she did. Yeah. But you know, she went to the Olympia, and she was 7th. Okay. And if I showed you pictures of her, you'd be like, eh, yeah, 7th in the probably, world, you know? Yeah, but she probably should have beat Oh. You know, she probably should have been up there. You know okay. what I'm saying? But it wasn't her time. And yeah. you know what? And I was okay with that. I didn't expect it to be her time. But guess what happened to her? Huh. She got involved with Lee Thompson and boom, out of the industry. Oh. Uh, yeah. that's who
0: who we were talking about wasn't it lee thompson down there and yeah that's the guy lee yeah yeah the texas
1: guy um you know it is it is what it is but yeah when you have people like that that are a little bit too wanting to know yeah i always have my guard up and and, in this particular situation i was talking about before i i never saw that but my wife said to me from day one i I don't trust i don't trust that dude you know he's he's one of those guys that's going to go and try to be a coach at some time and you know and that was fine so when we parted ways. It, it's amicable. Go, you know, go get what you need. That's fine because I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to give you the recipe. Okay, Scotty, I'm not. You could call me when we hang up from this shit and say, "Hey, man, blah blah blah." blah. I'm going to say, <laughs> "You'll figure it out." Because <laughs> you know what. I didn't have anybody I didn't have any, I had guys I looked up to too. Like I love Charles Glass mm. and Charles and I have collaborated on clients over the years. Okay. Like you know, he'll have a girl or somebody he can't figure out and he'll be like, "Dude, can you help me with this girl?" and I'll be like, "Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. I'm doing her diet, he's training her." Yeah. I'm fine with that. Charles and I have done that before and I love it. You know, I could I could easily collaborate with somebody with Kim Odo. Yeah. You know, I collaborate right now with a girl with uh, Adam Atkinson, you know?
2: You, That's you. fine.
1: She wants to
0: you she battled to do macros. You had your, What's your, happen? your girls were battling against Kimoto's girls for a long oh, time. Right? That was yeah. the greatest
1: rivalry ever. See when this all started with the team thing, now they have all these super teams. I'm credited with having the first team I rolled out to the, I think it was 97. It was 97 or 99. I rolled out to the USA's. Nobody knew who I was. Ohio guy. I had a team of fitness girls. Yeah. I had Jenny Hendershot. I had Julie. I, just, I, had a, I had a good – and I think my girls – fuck, I think – out of the nine girls, I took, I think, seven place in the top five. Hell, yeah. Nobody had ever seen us. You know, I had a Puma sponsorship. I had them all decked out in Puma gear and shit, you know. That's cool. And we rolled out there like a team, yeah. you know. And then six months later, Kim started – you know, Kim was there that day. He saw all that, and he started Odo's Angels. So for the better part, of almost 20 years, man, we had a really good, friendly rivalry.
3: It's bad. Odo's
1: Angels versus the Fitness Factory people, and almost every national level show, we'd have girls. And there'd be other girls in there too, but we, you know, our girls would be fighting it out a lot of times at the top. Yeah. But people forget too in that situation. You know, when you got fifteen, twenty, there'd been times where I took thirty girls to nationals. For every one you got in the top five, man, you got two or three in the bottom. Hmm. You now people forget that, man. You got bottom feeder. We called them bottom feeders at the time. Like, oh, fuck. Every day we would sit at these shows and be like, oh, well, how many times you're going to get fired today? <laughs> I'm getting fired at least twice. You know, we would sit there and tease each other. Like, well, well. Yeah. i would be like, well, this girl's probably going to call you next week. <laughs> you know, she didn't do what she wanted to do. Yeah. But, you know, Kim and I have always had a really good relationship. And I've always, uh, I've always really appreciated that, that relationship. You know, Kim and I have been friends for a long time. For a real long time. And I'm friends with Charles, too. I love Charles. That's another thing that, you know, if you're going to stick around this in this industry, start showing people the respect they deserve.
3: Mm, Yeah.
1: All you young motherfuckers out there who talk shit on all of us old heads, you're nuts, dude. Us old heads can help you. Yeah. You just don't want to hear it. You don't want to listen. We could help you. Mike, I've learned so
0: much from listening to you. I have. And I'm not talking about, like, how to manipulate sodium. No, I just mean you know what, what i'm mean? about
1: I'm not going to sit and talk about that you want you want you, you know what you, you want to talk to somebody about that man, go call Lane Norton
3: yeah, <laughs> I'll give Lane Norton
1: respect. Lane knows his shit, yeah, I give Lane respect, Lane deserves my respect he does i don't care, and, and when it comes I don't even care if somebody wants to respect the way I do things or anything. Listen, the proofs in the pudding Yeah, I love how these young guys like all oh, people well so and so says that you don't know what you're doing. I just start laughing I said, yeah, I know. I've turned 327 people pro in the IFAB, 82 pros in other drug-free federations. You're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Listen, when that dude has more pros than me, more Miss Olympia titles than you know my clients and shit, then he can tell me I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Until then, he can shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, and I hate to be like that, but at some point, Scott, you get tired of the hearing the noise. Yeah. I just, I don't have time to, tolerance for it anymore. I do, Donald. Think-
2: there's a I, new... don't care. I
1: don't care what you do, bro. I'm not worried about you. The second that you occupy my space in my mind, you're winning.
2: Hmm. And
1: you know what? Fuck you. You didn't do shit, nor did I. I never turned anybody pro, okay? I never won seven pro titles for Julie. She did that shit herself. Hmm. I was just blessed being able to tell her what to do yeah. and how to do it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't do that. I didn't do that for Adela. I didn't do it for Jenny. I didn't do it for anybody. In two weeks, I expect my guy Lenny Wicks to win that uh, – to win that drug-tested show, uh, the Ben Weider show down in Virginia. Okay. Have you ever seen Lenny?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Look Lenny Wicks up. Wicks Fit on Instagram. Let
0: me see it. This I'm dude doesn't
1: you. even take vitamins, bro. You're kidding. Swear to God, I get so pissed at him. He won't even take a mineral multivitamin. He doesn't. You Wait till you see what he looks like.
0: Let's see. I'm gonna go right now. I can actually pull this up while we're talking.
1: Hey, he's hard. He's hard work 101. This dude squats 700, deadlifts 700. You're kidding? No, dude. Nope. He he won the Natural Nationals and one of the federations in powerlifting last year.
0: Let's see. So,
1: Wicks fit. W i c k s.
0: Oh, what's he compete in here? Is he in classic?
1: He's in classic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This guy looks good.
1: Dude, he ain't fucking around, too. I mean, this guy, this guy's, this is my kind of dude right here. He just shows up. He works hard, puts his head down, doesn't ask questions. He just fucking goes.
3: No
0: kidding.
1: No, I love this cat. Okay, look at this picture right here, this Arnold, that Arnold picture. Go back up.
3: All
0: right. Go back
1: up right there. That twisted. That's a good picture. I took that picture, actually.
0: That's in your gym, huh?
1: Yeah, it's in my gym. Oops, I lost it there. There we go. I'm not lying to you, dude. This dude don't take vitamins.
0: No kidding. So this is completely- Completely natural. Doesn't this, that's as natural drug
1: free as you get right there.
0: Huh? He wouldn't know.
1: He wouldn't know a clenbuterol tablet if it slapped him in the fucking head.
0: Yeah. And what's he competing in? Like what show? Classic.
1: Uh, the Ben Weider. Natural. Okay. I B B natural.
0: And he's doing a bunch of athletic shit here too.
1: Huh. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he he he's a strength and conditioning type coach. He does a bunch of athletic stuff on all season. Yeah. He does explosive stuff. He's a he's a great athlete, dude. He really is.
0: No kidding. That's cool. Well, listen, you got anything else for us, Mike? Any anything else? If you were to
1: share another point, man, I just—I'm sorry, I got a little heated there. I just get aggravated right. with you know some of the the, the the. I don't want to call it disrespect. I just like listen, you young guys, you got your ways of doing things, and that's cool. Go do your thing. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to give you the advice. If you want to stick around as long as I have in this industry, you know what? Show loyalty to people. Be good to people. Own your bullshit. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Eat it. We're all, None of us are perfect. We yeah. all make mistakes. We've all made mistakes with clients. You know what? Don't push PEDs. If people come to you about PEDs and shit, try to be as knowledgeable as you can. Yeah. Try to get them under a doctor's care. Okay? We're not gods. Some of y'all trainers are, are like doctors. You got God complexes. Stop. Hmm. Okay? It's not that serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 99.9% of the people that you deal with are never going to be Miss Olympia yeah. or Mr. Olympia it takes somebody very special to get to that level okay and you and you can't fuck with genetics okay if they got alligator genetics it is what it is try to make people the best that you can make them motivate them and be honest with them when they get to the end of the rope tell them you're at the end of your rope. Hmm. you know what i'm saying we've maxed out this is the best we can do you know and be honest with that and if they and if listen and if you're not for somebody if you're not somebody's cup of tea that doesn't have to be an ugly parting of the ways you know and as a, as a competitor, you don't have to trash your coaches or your ex-coach or whatever, whatever. Own your shit, too. Like I said, if, if if coaches ever came out and said all the dumb shit you did while you they were training you, yeah, you know, like you're accusing them of this, oh, he ruined my metabolism, I'm tired of hearing that stuff, yeah. you know? You don't have to be so bad to people. Just be good to people, man. Just move on and be amicable, and you'll be fine. I've never come out and just trashed a fucking ex-client. Yeah. it's okay you're not for everybody and understand that understand you're not for everybody hmm. you'll get along a lot better you'll be a lot less stressed and people aren't going to be putting you on blast all the time and you showing up on reddit or whatever the shit people do now yeah. you know there's so much information out there you just never know
0: there really is you that's know? something that's really different i think than but it doesn't got mean started. it's all true true
1: just like when you know just like we talked about you know what was going on with shelby and not everything come on shit's coming out of the woodwork and people are making up stories and you know At the end of the day, people know what's true and what's not true. Whatever they want to put out there, you know, you got to wake up every day and look yourself in the mirror and be like, know who you are and know what you're about and go on and do your job and do your work. Yeah. You know, if you want to last as long as I've lasted in this industry, make this your profession and not your hustle.
3: Hmm.
1: If you treat it like a a profession, it'll treat you Hmm. like a profession.
3: I like that
0: one. Okay.
1: You'll you'll reap the rewards of that. Yeah. Okay. Nobody showed up two hours a fucking day at the office and became a CEO yeah okay i show up 13 hours 14 hours a day at the office and you better bet i'm the ceo yeah i earned that but i earned it and i still earn it i've been doing this for 30 years and i'm still the first there and i'm the last to go Hmm. and 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 people have always said what are you going to do if this or this what about this guy what about this guy he's got a huge team i'm like awesome i'm happy for those people man there's so many people out here in the fitness industry I'm happy that Adam Atkinson has a good team. I'm I'm happy that a Dylan Bear has a big team. I'm happy that some of these people have evolved and and done a great job, and they're, they're they're helping people out and people are doing well. That I I'm not jealous of those people. I'm happy for those people. I can pick up the phone and call any of those guys and feel good about it. That's a good I'm way good to at be. Those guys,
0: you know that's a good, I'm good way to good live at those your guys. Life.
1: I respect what they do, whether I agree with the way they do it or not. I can still respect it. Yeah. Because you're having success at what you're doing. And if people are happy with you and they're sticking by you and they're doing well for you, awesome for you. Yeah. You know, just like when you sent your guy down for me, what's the last thing I said, do exactly what Scott tells you to do. Yeah. I'll help you pose. You do what Scott tells you to do. I do that all the time. So just, just at the end of the day, man, just be a good ass person, do the best you can do for everybody. Give them your best. And if that best isn't good enough for them, respect it, understand it and let them move on. You don't have to cause a big rip and you know, be at each other's throats and shit. Stupid. We stupid. It's petty, it's childish, and it's stupid. Comment you know?
0: from uh, Nathaniel Casey. He says, love listening to Mike. And he also adds, you see that? Roller derby. What do you say? Roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> He's a listener of the oh, show. <laughs> yeah, obviously
1: a listener of the show, yeah.
0: That's cool. I'm gonna buy.
1: I gotta buy Sarah some skates, man. I promise Sarah some new skates. Yeah. So, yeah, I gotta put that out publicly. I'm gonna get her some skates. Nice. She's funny. She's she's doing that to try to get herself back together after having that baby. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna Good help her in
1: that. I'm gonna help her in that. Like, she just had a birthday the other day.
0: Oh, no kidding! Happy birthday! Yeah, I think to her.
1: she's 32 years old now.
0: So she's uh. Has she's, been, bro.
1: She's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's uh she's doing real estate now, right?
1: Yeah, she's been, yeah, she's been t- tinkering with that now for the last three years. So, okay. I mean, that's why, you know, rough, rugged and raw, we, you know, we're trying to get together once or twice a week, but I mean, that's even hard for her sometimes yeah. and it's okay, man. It's a good release for us and I love it. And we, you know, we've had a, a very, we had a good run just like man, bodybuilding nerds. You guys had a great run. Dude. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was, I was, you know, and I'm not a podcast listener. But when, you know, she came to me about this, she goes, you gotta listen to my friend, Scott, you know, his boy. And I'm like, okay, yours is the only one I ever listened to. Yeah. I've never listened to anybody else's <laughs> podcast. It was just yours. And I, well, I listened to advices a couple of times. You had some people I wanted to hear what they had to say. And I tuned into that too. Yeah. So dude, you know what? Kudos to you. You're doing it the right way, bro. You truly are. You're making a good name for yourself. You're putting a good product out there on stage. But the money's not in the competitors. You know that.
3: Absolutely.
0: The money's in
1: the money's in the people that are just trying to fit into a size four dress. Yeah. The longevity. I've got I've got numerous clients that have been with me for over twenty years, Scott. They've been paying me four hundred and eighty dollars for twenty fucking years yeah. a month. Okay. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? That consistency and persistency, man. Show up and show out. Every chance you get, man. Give 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 people your best. And if you do that, you're gonna be around for a long time. I don't give a fuck what it is you're doing. All right. Listen. All right. If I'm going to, if I want to be a coach and a trainer, then I'm going to be trying to be the best coach and trainer I can be. If you're going to fucking shovel shit, man, be be the best shit shoveler ever. You know? <laughs> Show the fuck up.
0: I got a question All for right. you one more. This is going to be something a little bit different, off topic. Off topic from coaching that is. Uh what did you think about the Olympia? It's been a little while now. I mean, it's not like it's new news, but I haven't got a chance to really talk to you about the outcome.
1: Disappointed um i don't think I think that uh, classic's the way of the world now huh. I think a, a a Chris Bumstead physique should be what we're aiming for and what we aspire to have hmm. opposed to a a big Raimi physique yeah um to be honest with you for the last three years I've called hottie as the champion, I call hottie as the champion again, yeah, now they're saying, oh you know his shoulders were loaded well god i I mean if hottie did something stupid like that, well, okay, you deserve your third place, but I just. Size, balanced, and conditioning—I just don't see where he gets beat. I don't. I heard, you know, no, I, I
0: couldn't tell because I watched the live stream. But when we, we talked yeah. to Chad Nichols, Chad had said that on Friday he was very flat, and that they gave him a gift because they figured he would be able to bring it back on Saturday. And then he did deliver and come back yeah. extraordinary. I couldn't see that amount of flatness. Like I didn't. I know, didn't see it
1: either. I okay. knew, but I knew, but compared. You know, Brandon's between the two of them. I mean, he's kind of in between the two of them. He doesn't yeah. have the size nor the overall conditioning as Ramy. I mean, as uh, Ramy and Hottie. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it, the, what's Ramy? Ramey is still smooth. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I just don't like that physique. I don't like that look. Yeah, Go back over time and look at Chris Dickerson and look at the, the, the champions of the old, you know? Even Samir, somebody like that he was a yeah. one time Mr. Olympia, you know, in eighty three. I mean, a beautiful physique, dude. Yeah. Frank Zane, beautiful physique. But those are those physiques are now Chris Bumstead.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know, yeah. they are. If you go back and look, and I'm a purist when it comes to the sport. I don't like that ugly look.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm I don't a, I'm a Bumstead fan. I'm more a yeah. Terrence Ruffin fan. I wanna I'm see. I'm a
1: Terrence fan too, because you know, he was John's guy and stuff. Yeah. And Terrence, he's a he's Terrence is the best poser out there, dude. I he love is. Terrence's posing. He's good. Yeah, you know, Brian's good. There's a lot of guys that are in classic that are good, man. That's I'm true, not man. taking nothing away. I enjoy watching the classic, and I I enjoy watching 212 because I think those guys uh, aren't blown out like yeah. the big Ramy. They're not blown out. They still they got to maintain their weight, so they're not blown out, and they come in hard. Yeah, they. You know what they are? They're rich fucking Gaspari. That's what they yeah. are.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have rich to be fucking peeled, man. Don't
1: forget, Rich Gaspari was two twelve to two eighteen. All those times mm. he was second at the Olympia.
0: No kidding. But I've talked yeah. to
1: Rich ex- extensively about that. Huh. Rich and I talk about, and Sean Ray and I talk about the fact that the conditioning, the conditioning of these guys now can't fucking touch, the dudes in the late eighties, early nineties can't yeah. touch it. So Sean, you know, and I think that's. Will Sean MC
0: again for the Arnold Amateur?
1: Um you're not to sure him. yet you're gonna try i like I, I like having sean there just because he's a historian he's a face people know him
0: yeah yeah he did a good um, job last year to, you know i you know i wish. give
1: sean i got i i got respect for sean there's a lot of people don't like sean because he speaks his mind I, I fuck it there's a lot of people don't like me because i speak my mind i don't give a yeah. fuck <laughs> i'd rather I'd, I'd rather you know what i'd better, i'd rather be respected than liked yeah you know what I'm saying cuz huh. I'm just going to tell you the truth and speak the truth. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, I get it. But you know what there's two things in this world you can't change, Scotty? You know what they are? What's that? The truth and the past. The truth is what huh. it is no matter how you try to cloud it or change it, and the past is here and gone. So. Huh. Right
0: there. That's the shit.
1: That's the shit. All right? Yeah. Hey, dude, I appreciate you giving me a platform to even talk to you. Man, I'm honored. Oh, dude, it's truly,
0: truly my pleasure, man. I like okay. I said I um I have a I have a great deal of respect for you, and I like you too. You get you get no, both. Okay. You get both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate I, that. No, but like I said, man, I uh, I, I look up you. Yeah, yeah, here's the word. So because I, I was thinking, mentor is not the right word because we don't have that kind of relationship. But okay. I can say that you are a role model to me, and watching what I, you've done over the years, looking at the way that you kind of. The, the way you look at things you know and talking to you over the years and listening to the yeah. podcast rough rugged and raw if you guys haven't heard that definitely go check that out uh yeah it's 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 definitely been a voice that i have needed in my life as a coach working in this industry and that's why i wanted to bring you on man because i wanted to be able to share Thanks. that with other people
1: i appreciate it it gets clouded you know it gets it gets dark sometimes you get down and your shit goes on like right now there's a, you know there's a big black cloud hanging over our industry and some of the things that are going on but you know what we just all got to try to do better. You know, we just do. Yeah. Be responsible and we all just got to try to do better and stick together instead of fucking tearing each other down. Try to lift each other up, man. It's I'm tired of everybody being each other's throats and all the shit talking and all the bad shit and all the bad blood amongst people. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all just trying to make a living. We're all trying to feed our families. We're all trying to do what's right. We're all trying to help people. The only reason to be in this industry is to help somebody get get to their goals. Absolutely. Whether that's to lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, to fit in a size four dress, or to win the next Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Goals are goals. And it's your job. And, you know, you're getting, you're being blessed with an opportunity to do something for somebody. You are. That's a blessing. I take this as a blessing. This is, I'm so blessed. I tell people that oh, this is my blessing. I had a woman years and years ago. I, I saw her one time, Scotty. And this is the last thing I'm going to say because I got to take my kid to football practice. Go get yeah. your stuff on. Is, um, I don't okay, but go get ready. I had um a woman come up to me in the gym and she goes, You know, this is your ministry, right? Hmm. And I was like, What? This is this is what you're meant to do. This is your ministry. I can tell by the way you affect people. Yeah. This is your ministry and this is what you're supposed to do. And she goes, Don't ever take that for granted. Huh. Wow. And Scott, I've never seen that woman another day in my life. And this was this is my first or second year. Wow. Training. Yeah. I mean, it goes way back. It was in it was before the gym that you, you're familiar with, my gym. Yep. We were in the building behind us. So okay. So that was, yeah, that was a long time ago. And, it, and it, I had, at that time, I had like 16 clients. Yeah. All of them were women. And she literally said, that, This is your ministry. I hope you know that and understand that. And don't you ever take it for granted. No. I've never forgotten that woman. I've never seen her ever again in my life. Huh. So I almost think sometimes, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And that woman might have just been a traveler or somebody who just saw how I was with the girls saw how I trained him, saw how I spoke to him, or whatever she saw yeah. in that moment to tell me that. And it, 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 I'd never left me. That stuck to me, and I've tried to live up to that shit. Hell yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. 100%. All right?
0: Hey, besides the did podcast. I show,
1: did I show you all my wife's trophies back there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, besides the podcast, this? where where can people reach out to you?
1: Uh, uh, Mike Davies Fitness on Instagram. You can okay. always DM me or whatever. Uh, Mike Davies Fitness is my .dot com is my website. Okay. And uh, Beefcake Davies is my uh, <laughs> is my uh, Beefcake. You know what that came from, right? <laughs> South Park, man. You ever seen the South Park with Kenny's trying to get big and he's drinking? I did. Super Weight Gainer nine thousand. He's going. I figured shit. it was he's getting fat. And I figured it was from sand.
0: back in your dancing days or something.
1: Uh, no, dude. <laughs> 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 You got to listen to the podcast for all that shit. Yeah. But uh, Kenny was taking in heavy weight gainer 9,000 and everybody kept telling him he was fat and he kept us I'm not fat, I'm beefcake. And he would sh- do a most muscular and his titties would shake after that. That's how I got my Instagram. That's how I, but you know what? I've had that since the day one, day one of uh, the internet. And people, every time I say Beefcake <laughs> Davies, they remember that shit. Yeah. I used to have a shirt. I used to have a, a tank top. It's called Beefcake Girl.
3: Okay. Julie
1: sold fucking. She sold thousands of those, <laughs> thousands of them. So that's it's all amazing. good,
3: man. All
0: right. Well, we appreciate so, your time, guys. Mike Davies uh, down in Ohio. If you're in Columbus, stop into Metro Fitness. Is it Metro Fitness West? Is that, is no, that what? No, it's you call North. It? North. Metro Fitness North. Yeah. Metro Fitness in Midwest North. Mecca. Yep. Yes, that's what it is.
1: Hey, I, I will say this: uh, being that I've turned 300 and some odd people pro, more pros have come out of that gym. And gold's Venice than I think any other gym in the country, that's why we call it the Midwest mecca, and you know, we got pros sitting in there every day. every day you come to our show, you can go in any time of the day and there'll be like pros in there working out, yeah. and it's not like okay, no, Chris Bumstead's not, but guess who you know you know, Ian was at my gym the whole time they had the Arnold in September, Ian and then Bumstead's sister, Michelle, is it Michelle Bumstead? Yeah, she was in our gym that whole weekend. It was awesome. she I mean, they were just as polite and as kind as could be, man. everybody you know they were so nice to everybody. And, you know, shout out to them. I, I didn't get to meet them personally while they were there because they were coming in at night, you know, after I had left. But, you know, that gym is uh, it's an iconic gym. It always will be. And uh, if you're ever in Columbus, come see us. Uh, they come up and say, hey, you heard me on Scott Shore or whatever. I'll copy your day. Come and work out.
0: Pay him. Pay him. He's got to make a living, too, guys. So don't take a free uh, a free pass.
1: Take a free pass. I'll <laughs> give you one. We'll you one. That's it. One. We'll,
2: we'll see you guys. <laughs> All right, man.